Welcome in to the Tickets post-game show. I'm Carter Longy. Sitting in here as we wait for DP to join us shortly. We'll have Nick Sainer calling in later. He was at the game tonight, currently attending the post-game presser, I believe. So for now, we will wait to wait for our, our guests to get here in uh, DP and Nick. Um... So today we're going to be recapping Nebraska's 93-70 win over Minnesota. Women's basketball team bounces back after a unexpected loss to Penn State this past Thursday. Yeah, that comes after a big upset against number five Indiana on Monday. So, you know, they needed, they needed a win to get back on track here. They have now hit the 20-win mark on the season. Heading into tonight, they were 19-7. and Puts them at 20-7. and on the on the year now after the, today's win, I believe they moved to nine and seven in the conference now. Which again, Big Ten tournaments coming up soon, so they're going to need you know as many conference wins as they can get as they they want to have the best position as possible for that. They should get a first round bye based on the setup that the Big Ten tournament has. So we'll kind of have to see how that all shakes out when it's all said and done. Um, you know they there was some. Some news that broke this past weekend with the women's basketball team. Um, you know, Chuck Love was put on leave, I guess, uh, paid leave, and then they removed Ashley Scott from the team. There's not a whole lot of details on that right now. You know, there's a lot of rumors floating around, but we're not going to speculate on anything until we until we have more things set in stone. Um, I'm definitely not not somebody who should be commenting on that because I don't have all the information, and so I just don't really feel like it's my place. Um, but that leaves Nebraska – Today, um, and also, of course, the game against Penn State as well, left them without their, their best three-point shooter, right? So that's not ideal for a team that's you know trying to win Big Ten basketball games. While they do have other shooters on this team, they've got other people who can score, um, It's it doesn't create the the best scenario in terms of trying to pick up wins. But they defeated Minnesota. You know, Minnesota's not the not the cream of the crop in the Big Ten by any, by any standard or any measure. Um, I believe they sit towards the bottom of the Big Ten standings. Um, I guess not not too far down. They're just a couple spots behind Nebraska. But nevertheless, it's they they were still a lesser opponent. Nebraska definitely was the better team in this one, and that's who ended up winning the game. Again, your final score was ninety-three to seventy. Um, you know, looking at some of the stats here, team stats first: Minnesota forty-four percent from the field, Nebraska fifty-four. And Nebraska got up two more shots in Minnesota on the game. Three-point three-point percentage. Um, you know, Nebraska went 10 for 21, putting them at 47.6%. It's a very impressive clip for them to shoot at, especially without, again, their um, leading three-point shooter for the year, Ashley Scoggin. Um, you know, again, unfortunately removed from the team. We don't know what happened there. Um, we don't have all the details. We don't have all the facts, so we're not going to speculate on anything. But they did shoot well from the three-point line today as a team, 47.6%. Uh, they also did had a good day from the free-throw line. 77.3% from the free throw line, which is a good clip for them to shoot at. They've had some games this year where they've struggled from the free throw line, so it's good to see them get out and you know shoot well there. Rebounding-wise, they won the rebound battle 39-28. Um, they had 22 assists on the game. 
Super impressive. Jazz Shelley, 12 assists. Ridiculous. Um, she only had five points, one for nine from the field. So it wasn't her day shooting the ball. So she decided that she was going to get others involved. So she dished out 12 assists, ended up, um, you know, really contributing to that team win. I mean, they had 22 assists as an entire team. Jazz Shelley had over half of those. So, you know, you, you got you can do about as much as you can when you're when you're when you're off, right? Everybody has those days where you just you're not hitting shots and some people choose to just, you know, kind of kind of give up on a game or you know, it's just not my night, so I'm just going to kind of kind of float along here, but Jazz Shelley decided that she was going to take it upon herself to get her teammates involved as she'd done so many other times this season. You know, she time after time leads the team in assists and rebounds and it's 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 just really impressive. I can't say enough about it. Um, she only had three turnovers, which you know, three turnovers by one player isn't ideal. But again, the assist or turnover ratio is out of this world. So I think we'll let her slide on that one. Um, Allison Widener is starting tonight. Um, again, without Ashley Scoggins, she had a big night: twenty-three points, eight of ten from the field, three for three behind the three-point line. So really stepped up and kind of taken taking some of that weight in terms of the three-point shooting. Um, she had also pulled in five boards, had an assist in twenty-five minutes. So Allison Widener was scoring at a very good clip for all this game. She just had nearly a point a minute, really, 23 points in 25 minutes. You know, very, very good, strong game for her. Um, before I kind of finish rounding out this stat line rundown here, uh, feel free to text in on the starter Heyman text line. Let me know your thoughts on the game, your thoughts on the season. 402-464-5685. Again, we should be joined by DP shortly. I believe he was doing a Zoom conference for one of his, one of his books, so um, hopefully he'll get in here soon. And then we'll have Nick calling in later as well. He was at the game, attended the post-game presser. Um, so we'll get those guys in here shortly too so we can kind of talk with them and we'll we'll kind of get some different opinions in here. Um, but, you know, conti continuing this rundown again, I've already mentioned Shelly had 12 assists. Really good day dishing out for her. Widener carried the load in the points department, 23 points on 8 of 10 from the field. Very, very efficient scoring. Uh, Sam Hybe had 14 points, 5 of 6 from the field. Again, another efficient night. Four for four from the free throw line, so they had you know, two. So far, all three players that we've mentioned so far have been perfect from the free throw line. Again, they only missed five as a team tonight. Uh, six rebounds and five assists for Hybe. Uh, really, really solid all-around game for her. I, mean, I didn't get to watch most of the game. Um, you know, just complete transparency here. That's why I'm kind of hoping that we get DP and Nick in here soon so we can get some more some more comments and stuff from them. But, uh, again, just looking at the stat line here, it looks like Nebraska had one of their most complete and efficient games as this team that they've had this season. Um, Izzy Bourne, 17 points on 8-11 from the field. She knocked down a three-pointer, four boards, in 28 minutes for her. Markowski um, had 15 points, 5 of 10 from the field, one for three from three-point land, four for six from the free-throw line. She hauled in nine rebounds in 28 minutes. Solid game for her as well. Um, Caton added nine. Cravens added two. Moriarty added five. And Coley added three. A lot, played a lot of different, a lot of different uh, players tonight. Let's see, we ended up playing seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve women played on the floor tonight. So really great depth in a game where they were up by twenty-three. Uh, they really, they really broke it open in the third quarter or second half. Uh, you know, Nebraska didn't even score a field goal the last three and a half minutes, according to the uh, stat broadcast page. So that's that's even more impressive. The fact that they you know went the last you know, three and a half minutes of the game without scoring, and they still won by 23 points. Really tells you how how well they played for the rest of this game. Um, you know, after the first quarter, it was 23-16, just a seven-point lead. 
You may remember last time they played Minnesota, it was a tight game. They only won by three points. I believe 70 to 67 was the final score. So, you know, some people might have been super confident heading in this one. Minnesota pushed them to the brink last time. But after the first half, again, still up by seven. And then they broke it open, right? Third quarter, they outscored them 30 to 13, pushing that lead up to 20. And from there, they just kind of had to coast, ride the lead all the way out. Ended up winning by 23. Um, looking at Minnesota here. Their leading scorer was Scalia, if I pronounce that correctly, 22 points, um, 8 of 16 from the field, 2 for 5 from the three-point line, 4 for 4 from the free-throw line, 2 rebounds, 2 assists. Um, they only had two other uh, women in double figures. Smith had 10, and Sissoko, hope I pronounced that correctly, had 14. So, again, when you only score, I mean, 70 is not really a bad point total. I mean, that's not, that's not super low, but... Uh, it's not not ideal for Minnesota. Obviously, that's why they lost by twenty. So, um, you know, not not a whole lot to say, I guess, here for Minnesota. Uh, 44 percent from the field, twenty two point two percent from the three point line, seventy two point seven percent from the free throw line. Uh, I believe Nebraska out rebounded them on the game. They outshot them from the field. They outshot them from the three point line. Uh, they outshot them from the free throw line. They had less turnovers, more points off turnovers. Um, Pretty much any any anywhere you look, Nebraska pretty much won. The only the only stat category that Nebraska did not lead in this game was the bench points. A lot of that is attributed to the fact that their starters um, scored so much, and then I guess you know blocks. But I mean blocks don't don't really count for too much. They don't account for count for a lot when you look at uh, look at how things work. Um, Taylor Stewart says Allison Weiner deserved the start and she balled out. Um, I agree. I mean, with, without Scoggin there, they obviously had to f- slide somebody into the starting lineup. I, everybody expected to be Weiner. I mean, she started against Penn State as well. And yeah, she's, she's been really impressive in her freshman campaign. She's had some really good games. She's also, I mean, she's had a couple games where she's looked a little, you know, overwhelmed at times or, you know, gets a little flustered out there sometimes. But tonight's, you know, one of those occasions where, you know, with freshmen, a lot of times you see it in every sport, right? Or not even college sports, even just professional sports as well. Freshmen, rookies, anywhere you look, they show flashes, and then they they also have games where you know they they have some pretty slow games. There's definitely a learning curve. You know, they t- they you hear DP and Nick talk about a lot the wall that a lot of players hit, not just freshmen, any players hit, especially in the Big Ten as we kind of head closer to tournament time. But it's more common for freshmen to kind of you know sometimes get to that point where teams got more tape on them. And they're they're just kind of beat up and tired physically, and it gets to the point where it's it's tough for them to continue going out there and and performing well. But Widener did a great job tonight. Again, she had 23 points, eight of 10 from the field, 100% from behind the three point line, three for three there. Uh, she was also 100% from the free throw line. You really can't be much more efficient than she was. Again, she only played 25 minutes, so that's the least amount of minutes that any starter played. And she just she just went out there, made the most of her time, and you know. I, be- I believe she'll keep getting the starts as long as she keeps playing like this. Nebraska led for 39 minutes in this game. Um, so that's that's nearly the entire game. Minnesota says led for 12 seconds total, and then there was 42 seconds where the game was tied. So obviously I'm going assu- to assume that that was the beginning of the game. Again, I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but uh, Nebraska, complete dominance in this one. Um, I think I'm going to throw it to break here quick. I know it's a little earlier than usual to throw a break, but hopefully we'll get DP and Nick in here soon. Um, we, and we can continue breaking down this game a little bit more as we go along here on the Ticket Post game. Leon, you're listening to 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back to Ticket Post Game Show. I'm Carter Longi, and now joined by DP. DP, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm sorry for the delay. <laughs> it's all right. Not a big deal. We made it through it. So, what what are your thoughts on the game? Yeah, this is this is um, interesting times. I mean, Carter, you know, full disclosure, you and I have talked about um, recent goings on and how difficult it is to. Uh, to get through difficult times and watching players come together and fan base. Fan base showed up in, in great numbers today. Um, that was good to see. It was good to know that they would, uh, the fans were going to show up. They did a nice ticket giveaway. So if you went to the game, the men's game Friday, your tickets were good today as well. So there's a lot of general admission um, fans in the building. Um, the play was, was what you've been looking for, for them to play at, the, at a high level, shoot at the high level, uh, defend at the high level. That was the, 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 playbook that we had been given um, early in the year uh, to see what what was going to work for, for Nebraska as they went through the season. Um, on a day when Widener comes off the bench, gives you eight for 10 from the field of three or three from three. Sam Hivey was five of six. Uh, Bourne was eight of 11. Markowski was five of 10. You got uh, Michael Caton with three of five off the bench. Uh, Moriarty, Moriarty was two for two. Um, but more importantly, that they won the rebounding battle in a game that Minnesota tried to make physical. Um, the Minnesota bigs were active early, uh, but to watch Bella and, and, and Bella, Bella does what she does. It was interesting to watch Izzy kind of expand her game and be a little bit more fluid uh, offensively. Uh, Markowski did Markowski work. Uh, you get 23 from Weiner, 17 from Bourne, 15 from Markowski, uh, and, and 14 for Hybe. Uh, nine from McKay, Michael Caden off the bench. Uh, that that sort of play is what leads you to a 20-win season. So uh, it's kind of good to watch and kind of good to go through. Yeah, and uh, we just got Nick Sainer on the line now as well. So, uh, Nick, you're, you're now live. So uh, go go. you can give us your thoughts on the game whenever you're ready. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? So, um, yeah, I mean, Nebraska, they get their 20th win, I think. Let's not bury the lead on that one. They get their – 20th win of the season um first time since 2017 2018 that they made or have hit 20 wins on the year sorry i'm i'm walking out of pba and some some train decides to blow its horn so i apologize but um no it's i mean the 2017 2018 i mean i believe that was amy williams they uh they made the ncaa tournament that year so looking ahead like this year you have a good feeling that nebraska's done enough work throughout the course of the season and with a 9-7 and seven Big Ten conference record, I mean, you feel like um, they're in a pretty good position to make the, the NCAA tournament. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, they got two games against winnable opponents in Wisconsin and Northwestern coming up, so we'll see how they kind of close out the season. Yeah, I mean, it's a, they've had a fantastic season, no doubt about it, and I'm sure a lot of people wondered how they'd perform today coming off of, you know, some of the – you know, trials and tribulations that they had over the past couple of days, but I, th- I think there was probably no better way that they could have responded than this. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I mean, and, and Coach Williams kind of said in the press conference um, after the game that she just continued to tell them, like, lean on each other, and that just because of the stuff that's happened over the 48 hours, which, once again, we, we don't really know a whole lot about um, because we're going to – we'll wait on, you know, an official statement before we actually talk about it, but, um, you know, with – with that whole thing, like, uh, she just said to continue leaning on them. And, and I felt like they did. They did a really good job. Today, obviously, Allison Weiner stepped up big. 
Um, and and she made it very clear. And, and Izzy Bourne and Sam Hybe, who were up on the podium as well, both um, said, you know, our goals have not changed. They kept repeating that. So I thought that was really, really uh, encouraging as we close out the regular season here. Yeah, it was a great game all around. You spoke Widener. She had 23-9 on 8-10 shooting. Uh, another, yeah. another player with a big game that I think that you can't say enough about, Jazz Shelley, who had a tough day shooting the ball, ended up helping in other types of ways. She had 12 assists tonight along with five rebounds, uh, continues to do what she always does. Even when she's not on from shooting, she finds a way to just really elevate this team in other ways. Well, and that's what, something that me and DP have talked about you know, extensively on uh, previous post-game shows is that uh, Jazz Shelley and just this whole team all together, I mean, the way that Jazz Shelley can impact the game in, in a lot of positive ways that's not the scoring column, uh, you feel really good about. Uh, she had, you know, the the four assists in the first four minutes of the game, and so when you when you have when you see that kind of production right off the bat, you're encouraged. Um, Nebraska came out with a lot of energy as well. I mean, PBA was was rocking right off the start as well. So um, there was there were a lot of things to be um, encouraged about, despite what's happened over the last 48 hours and, and and things like that. You mentioned Allison Widener. I thought she. I mean, obviously she played really really well. Uh, new career high 23. She beat that be her previous career high by nine points uh when she scored in against penn state in uh on february 3rd here in lincoln so i mean you know and it was really interesting that they, they did a really good job of um in the third and fourth quarters of really stepping on the throat and and keeping the throttle down which is something they didn't do in their previous game against penn state right they were up 13 in the fourth quarter against penn state on the road and they allowed penn state to come back and win that one so they did a really good job of not allowing Minnesota to stay close and, and, and ended up keeping their foot on the gas pedal and, and winning big tonight. Yeah, after the first quarter, they were up 23-16. Um, and then that, that lead held at seven after the first half, ended up outscoring them 30-13 to in the third quarter. So I think that was really big um, to just give them a little bit of cushion heading out towards the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, the, the way that – when we just talked about it a second ago, I mean – the way that this team um, really just all works together, it's, it's really exciting because, like, they're, they didn't skip a beat today. And obviously there's a lot going on, and, and I don't want to keep bringing that up, but um, I thought it was very encouraging. I'm going to keep saying that word uh, throughout the next, you know, couple couple days and couple weeks as the regular season ends out. But, I mean, they have winnable games against Wisconsin and Northwestern now. I mean, Wisconsin's below 500, Northwestern, um, similar to, to Wisconsin and, and beat – or, excuse me, Nebraska beat them. Uh, last year when they were ranked. So, I mean, like, Nebraska, with them being so deep, um, you're seeing big performances from Allison Weiner step up and and things like that to where you have players. Kendall Moriarty had a really strong 30 seconds tonight um, where she, she impacted the game in more ways than one. And, and Michael Caton hit a couple threes. That's uncharacteristic for her when she's really strong on defense and really uh, brings that spark to the defensive side of the ball. And then Jazz Shelley doing what she does. So, I mean, there's a lot to be excited about the rest of the season. And, and let's not forget, like, this is a team that when they're down star players, they always have guy, have players that step up. If you think about on the road at Iowa, Josh Shelley was out that game, and, and Nebraska found themselves in the game towards the end of the, end of the ball game. So, like, uh, once again, Michigan State, they were not shooting well, but still they only lost by three, and they found themselves with a chance to win it in the final minute. So, like, when, when they always get hit with adversity – that's something that you have to give credit to Amy Williams and this coaching staff as they continue to um, coach and teach their team to find ways to still compete and still find ways to uh, have an opportunity at the end of games or at the latter uh, of a game. And, and really, that's all you can ask. So 
Um, there, there's a lot to be excited about the rest of the season, and I'm kind of looking forward to it if they can put a little three-game winning streak um, together here to, to close out the regular season. I, I think the Big Ten tournament in early March is really going to be exciting, um, not only because of Nebraska, but just the, the quality of, of competition that they're going to see. I mean, Maryland, who Nebraska played already this year and, and fell up short, Iowa's always been competitive. Michigan State's gotten a couple big wins over Michigan this year. And then you have Michigan with, with Nas Hillman as well. So um, the, the Big Ten tournament's going to be really, really fun to watch, and, and a lot of eyes need to be on not only Nebraska, but the rest of the competition in that tournament. DP? Yeah, I'm sitting back because I thought um, I thought they'd, they'd, they'd finish on a, on, a, on a streak. I thought they'd, you know, they'd get the win against Penn State. I thought they'd win today. I felt pretty comfortable being in the room that, that it was playing out the way they wanted it to play out. Um, yeah, the off the field, off the court stuff is, is, is pretty, pretty burdensome when it comes to weight and, and focus and attention, but on the court to get the performance you got, look, this is what you expected to do. Um, it's good to have the additional pieces set up, uh, step up, um, having folks shoot the ball. Well, um, yeah, the, the, the jazz shooting, doldrums is a bit of a concern it's been over a couple mm-hmm. of games but she did a real good job of getting her teammates involved so um yeah a, a great win a 21 season uh in, in difficult times where you can put up 20 wins no matter what's going on well done um and then it'll be an interesting few days because now you you've got a one you got to get ready for wisconsin you're going on the road that may help this team by getting away. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they got away early <laughs> and got to Madison and, and, and kind of uh, got, in the, got in the bunker and got things done. But then they'll come back next Sunday for Northwestern and be able to finish out the season and set themselves up for the first round um, of, of the Big Ten tournament. So, you know, all things in order. Um, it's a great win. Win number 20. Uh, Wisconsin up next. And We'll, we'll see what the rest of this thing, how the rest of this thing plays out. Well, and, and similarly, I want to, I want to make one comment. Like we, we talk about, you know, how the players would have responded with, um, with everything happening and, and losing this, uh, the associate head coach for tonight's game and, or today's game and stuff like that and losing the starter. I, I think it's really important that we give credit to Amy Williams as well. Cause this can't be easy on her um, losing, you know, an assistant, that's been with her at least six seasons going back. I mean, previously to her days at South Dakota, she's brought this whole staff with her from South Dakota to Nebraska. And this is really the first incident that's happened or that they've had to address in her time at Nebraska. And so, it, I mean, there was a lot of emotions, I'm sure, that, that she was kind of hiding um, in the postgame press conference. You, you could kind of tell by her um, it, it was taking a little bit of a toll as well. But, you know, uh, like, like kind of DP said, if you get this kind of performance, Number one, that's really impressive that you're able to kind of put everything on the back burner for now until you have to address it in a couple of days. But then it's also encouraging for, for the future of who you have, um, not only coming into the program, because Amy Williams said in the, in the postgame press conference that she doesn't expect anything that to happen to, you know, hinder their recruiting efforts or hinder future recruits coming in since Chuck loves a big piece of, of the recruiting um, deal. But, you know, so she made that very clear that she still feels comfortable about that. And, and also the young players in the locker room right now. We continue talking about it, but, you know, Allison Weiner with a new career high, Kendall Moriarty, Kendall Coley found some significant minutes towards the latter part of the game as well. 
because of some some foul trouble that Bella Cravens got in. And Alexis Markowski is obviously a big part. So I think it, it was an all-around really uh, impressive effort, barring everything that's happened uh, on and off the court. Because don't forget, they came off of a, a game where they, they blew a 13-point lead in the fourth, fourth quarter as well. Yeah, I mean, it's a really good sign all around with all this stuff going on because obviously they never wanted this adversity to begin with. But, you know, heading into the Big Ten tournament, NCAA tournament, we assume anyways, um, I think in any sport it's it's good when you can learn how to handle this kind of stuff before before it truly counts because I think that just sets them up even better, you know, heading down the road here. Did Nick bail? <laughs> Oh, oh, sorry. No, no, I'm here. I'm here. I'm sorry. I was, I was thinking. I was thinking. Uh, uh, somebody else would say that. No, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, the adversity. Uh, I mean, when, when adversity strikes off the court, I mean, maybe it can help you on the court. DP, as a, as a coach, knows, knows probably that better than I do. But I mean, then if you get into the, the later stages of a game and, and a couple people are in foul trouble and, and adversity is facing you in the face, I mean. Uh, you can you can step back and say we've been here before we've thought through it and and so we know how to handle it and we feel confident in our abilities. Yeah, I'm I'm in the space that that I'm glad they get win number twenty. Um, I'm glad that they did it at home in front of a crowd that could be supportive and appreciative. It was good to see um, the lower bowl, you know, sixty percent bowl. You know, it looked like uh, a team that's being supported. They had good energy. Of course, it was, uh, you know, a, a, a pink out sort of day. So we understood the tributes to cancer and what was going on. Um, yeah, the burden of, of what happens, I'm focusing on the on in, in this hour. I'm focusing on today's game and the production of, of things that happened on the floor today. We will have plenty of time to, to, to deal with the off court stuff uh, and we will. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm impressed. I love seeing Izzy. This looked like last year's Izzy Bowling, first of all. Yes. This looked like last year's Sam Hybe, right? This looked like Sam Hybe that would take over stretches of Big Ten games against top-quality opponents and get them through. Um, Markowski is Markowski. I mean, I guess she gives you another 15 and, and 9 that was necessary uh, to get them through in the, in the big battle. Jess Shelley with 12 assists and the five rebounds. Widener, Widener has been the X factor. And it's good to see her adjust from Penn State to give the kind of performance she got tonight. Um, like 23 points on 10 shots, that's as, that's as efficient as you can possibly be. Um, did well in transition, getting the ball into different spaces on the floor. Um, and the three for three from three was big, right? It's, it's, it's a big deal. It, it, the question is whether you were going to do that. They were 10, 10 of 21 from three. That's impressive, 54% from the field, 48 from three, 77 from the free throw line. So they did all the things that required. They won the rebound battle. Uh, they, were, they were on the plus side when it came to turnovers, where, uh, gaining advantage. They are seven steals getting in space, most of that Jess Shelley uh, jumping passing line. So on the floor today, 93 points uh, in a 20-win in a scenario where the game had value and then the bounce back from Penn State. Yeah, 93 points is a lot offensively. Um, I still think 70 points would have been too much defensively, but I'm okay with it in the way they, they approached it. They, they got it done. It's a big win at home to take, to get 21. So we can exhale a little bit. Um, you know, we got some things, you know, other than jazz shooting the ball, we're not really concerned about anything this team has on the floor. We'll deal with the rest of it later. 
Well, on that note, we'll take another quick break here, and then we'll come back to close this women's basketball postgame out. Again, you're listening to 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Ticket Postgame. I'm Carter Longy. We have Nick Sainert on the phone. Thank you for tuning in after the Nebraska women's basketball team knocked off the Minnesota Golden Gophers 93-70, moving them to 20 wins on the season. I believe they have nine conference wins now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Nick was at the game. He went attended the presser, so he's a little bit more informed on how everything went down tonight than I am. So I'll kind of turn it over to Nick here, and he can kind of go with whatever he wants to. Yeah, so, I mean, it was it was a pretty uh... – Pretty uneventful presser. I'm not sure that we were necessarily expecting, you know, Amy Williams to say a whole lot um, because I think I think it's the whole situation's pretty raw right now. Um, like I kind of mentioned before the break, for, for people that are just now kind of tuning in or joining us again, I mean, this, Chuck Love is, is an assistant that Amy Williams has been with for at least six years, over six years. Her whole time at Nebraska, he's been on her staff. He was part of her staff at South Dakota where she was previously uh, the head coach at before in Nebraska. I mean, when she came from South Dakota to Nebraska, she brought her whole staff. So like Tom Gailey and, and Chuck Love and, and the rest of the assistants on this staff, I mean, they are all parts of, you know, you know, Amy Williams' original staff. So um, I'm sure it's pretty raw right now, the whole, you know, not being with Chuck Love and, they obviously went through some turbulence and, and things like that with, with the whole COVID year and, and people testing positive and having to isolate and all that. But I think a big part, portion of it was, you know, there's so much uncertainty with what's going to happen right now. And uh, unfortunately, I think that's, that's kind of the case across the board. Um, talking to people just from, from other people, or I guess, you know, hearing what other people are saying and, and trying to gauge the, the temperature in the room, I guess, everybody's just kind of uncertain and, and kind of just hanging on to wait to hear to, from, from the athletic department itself. And, and so it, I guess kind of my message to, to Husker fans is don't believe all the speculation. Um, I've seen some pretty crazy thoughts out there, and, and I would just say don't, don't read too much into the speculation. Don't think too much about it um, because the – the uh, more likely option is that that's not really that true. So I, I would I would be careful, you know, reading too much into the situation. But um, unfortunately, you know, we, we do know a couple of the facts, and they're going to have to figure out, Nebraska, I should say, is going to have to figure out a way to um, stay competitive in ball games. And like we've, we said earlier in, in kind of the postgame show, it's they've done it before um, where their, their star player, whether that's Jazz Shelley, whether that's Sam Hybee because of a shoulder injury or – like tonight, whether it's without Ashley Scoggin, unfortunately, um, which they were not expecting to have to, you know, endure and, and fight through until a couple days ago, they've always stepped up. Um, they've always stayed competitive. They've always um, leaned on each other, which was a big motto or, or, you know, phrase that Amy Williams continued to use all post-game press conference. And, and talking to Izzy, they, they, they were asked quite a bit about, you know, how has the chemistry changed? How have you felt, you know, because up to this point, you know, the last three months of the season, this team from, from the outside looking in, and I think it truly is 
um, just, you know, being able to be around this program as much as I am and, and going to every home game and things like that. And I think the chemistry was as good as you could have hoped for or, or as good as you can get um, leading up to the three, you know, the, the previous three months here. And, and Amy Williams and Izzy Bourne and Sam Hybe all were on the same page. And I think in saying that that hasn't changed just because of recent events. Now, obviously, I, I think the whole situation is kind of raw and, and they're still waiting for, you know, official word on an official, you know, what happened. And, and like DP said, we'll hear that in the coming days. But for today's performance, I, I think it was as good of a comeback because of the last 48 hours. But then also, I, I think on the court, um, coming off of that, you know, that game against Penn State, where Penn State's one of the bottom teams in the Big Ten in terms of women's basketball this season. They're not like they were eight years ago when Nebraska joined the league and, and a top ten program. They're they're kind of a bottom bottom team in the Big Ten this season, and and Nebraska let that one slip away, and that's a that's a win that or that's a game I should say that when you get towards March and in seeding and and you're figuring out where you're going to go for the NCAA tournament, that that's definitely a game that's going to hurt. But um, they they bounced back and they they completely rolled a middle of the pack team in in Minnesota, and I give credit to Nebraska because they could have um, come into this one and the whole thing could have unraveled for our eyes credit to Nebraska that the players especially um for for you know without a teammate that they're used to having for the last couple years and especially these last three months not being out there um give credit to them for being able to you know lean on each other like they kind of said in the post-game press conference but then also give credit to Amy Williams for uh being able to coach through you know kind of the situation that she finds herself in as um, as a leader in Nebraska women's basketball athletics. So I give credit all around. It's, it's an exciting day because they get their 20th win, first time that they get 20 wins since the 2017-2018 season when they made the NCAA tournament. But on the other hand, we can't forget, you know, kind of the the uh, uh, big story in the room, I should say, because, you know, there's still uh, off-the-court things where it has been challenging. And Amy Williams was not shy about that. She goes, you know, the last few days, um, we're challenged or we're challenging, but you know we've gotten through it. And um, she made it very clear that you know Ashley is still supported by the athletic department. So I think that's a a big um, newsworthy piece that the athletic department still fully supports Ashley Scoggin. So we'll we'll see what happens, and and who knows what can happen. I think I think we're still a couple days out from you know finding more information. And and like I said at the beginning of you know when I started answering this question, it was. Um, I would be careful to speculate because 98% of the stuff that I've seen out there, um, it, it would be hard to believe. So I would, I would be careful speculating there. Yeah, I, I can't agree with Nick Moore here. Um, that, and that goes for, you know, not just us, but, but for everybody. I mean, nobody knows many facts yet. I don't even think the athletic department has close to all the facts yet. So the fact that they haven't even done nope. an investigation yet, um, like they, or a full investigation, I should say, really, really hits home on the fact that we, we shouldn't be assuming anything yet. Um, you, you gotta remember this, these are still people, um, you, so you don't, big you don't, time. Yes. And, and you know, Ashley's a college athlete. I mean, she's, she, she hasn't even like, graduated college yet. Like college athletes are, are just, I don't know, objectified like way too much in terms of just people only thinking them as the, the basketball player, right? Like they're still people, they still go to school, they go to the same school I do. Uh, so, you know, don't, don't speculate too much. One thing though, that's kind of interesting about everything that's gone on through the past few days and then even just on this in past kind of you know trials that they've seen this season is you know we talk about that chemistry thing them, them all coming together 
you kind of almost have to wonder like why it takes um you know a a bad event happening for them to kind of rally as a team and and come out and put on a completely strong performance like this like could we see it'd be awesome to see more of this without the the bad thing happening well i will say this i mean they've put up strong performances all season long i mean that's kind of been um strictly talking about the on the court performance from nebraska i mean they've done their job 98 of the time this season uh you know they were they've lost games against uh, Iowa and, and things like that, but those they weren't necessarily supposed to win those games. They went out and won games against teams they're supposed to beat, and, and there's a lot to be excited about regarding this Nebraska women's basketball program, and they have two very winnable games in Wisconsin and Northwestern coming up here next up. Absolutely. Once again, thank you for listening to today's women's basketball postgame show. I'm Carter Longy. That's Nick Sainer on the phone. Um, no, another good win for Nebraska's women's basketball team as they knock off Minnesota 93-270. Improved to 20 wins on the season, 9 wins in the conference as they head into the Big Ten tournament. Thank you for listening today on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. We'll be back with more tomorrow morning.